Hello everyone and welcome to the Utah Film Pod. My name is Josh Terry and I will only kind of be your host today. For this episode, we're going to do something a little special. Earlier this week, my co-host Mark LaRocco sat down with longtime friend and comedian Dave Ackerman to talk about funny people in the movies. So I'm going to pitch things over to them and they're going to talk about some of their favorite comedians turned actors and of course we're going to have Dave share his top three movies. So with that, I will pitch it over to Mark. All right, this is Mark LaRocco and I am here with David Ackerman. David Adam Ackerman. That's right. <laughs> David Ackerman, my good friend, who I've known since college days when we were Utah State Aggies. Trying to be journalists at that time. Were we though? No. Yeah. Not. Trying to get easy A's. <laughs> Chase Taylor. <laughs> yeah, we were uh, we were both in the journalism program. Um, we are not currently journalists, as it were. No. Um, but we graduated in the journalism at Utah State. So, yep. uh, why don't you tell us a couple things about yourself? Uh, well, as it pertains to film, uh, I, I actually did journalism because Utah because I had a scholarship at Utah State, so it was the responsible thing mm -hmm. to go to school where they were paying you to go to school. True. And then there was no film program. So I took there there was a couple of film classes. I took those. I took acting. Um but I wanted to do film and you got to play with video cameras in journalism because we were doing broadcast journalism. Mm -hmm. And so, and if you think about my early uh, forays into, into video and, and stuff, I was, I was, let's say breaking some journalistic norms oh. with my pieces. You yeah. Remember I, re that? I remember that. <laughs> yeah. And so kind of bring in some creativity yeah. to journalism, which I is, was ahead of its time, really. <laughs> it really was. I mean, it, this was pre-Daily Show, right? Or early Daily Show, probably. It was It was probably early early John Stewart Daily Show. And yeah. it was it was, uh, was pre-Anchorman, even. Yeah. It broke while we were there. Pre-Colbert Report, yeah, for sure. And, and uh, I remember when Anchorman came out, our, journalist, our journalism professor yeah. talked to us about how this is the sacred fifth estate and how <laughs> journalism is so important and she wasn't no way would she dignify anchorman and spoofing journalism by going and seeing the movie and i thought well yeah. your funeral <laughs> and uh but i wanted to make i wanted to make movies and and i did a little youtube and <clears throat> went to uh I went to Chicago and did sketch comedy um, there at at uh, the Second City. Second City, and and kind of did that, and went to L.A. and did Upright Citizens Brigade, and started doing a lot of video stuff, and and that's kind of become my career is less and less funny as time goes on. <laughs> At one time, it was all about being funny, and now it's more about like products, and I do clothing and stuff like that. But um, still have a, a huge place in my heart for comedy and uh, film, and so yeah, okay. thanks for having me on. Yeah, no, it's great to have you on. You, it's you've fun always to talk about it. you've always been one of the uh, funniest people I know personally. Okay. Maybe the funniest, and not. For those who don't know, Dave Ackerman gave a toast at my wedding. Sometimes when I bring up your name to people, that's the very first thing they tell me. Just random people, like friends, relatives. 
like, oh yeah, I mean, I have Dave on the podcast, or yeah, I taught Dave moved back to Utah. And they're like, is he the guy that gave the toast at your wedding? <laughs> I'm like, the very same. What's great <laughs> about that is you took advantage of a thing that I you were that you pay the, right. Well, no, you're the only person I've ever given the toast at a wedding for. Oh, and I'm going, including my brothers. No, what? I take that back. One brother. Okay, do it. but I have seven brothers. I'm going. I'm damn funny. <laughs> this is the only guy that gave me a shot. And I had friends who have, who got married who I'm like, look, dude, you don't have to coronate me your best man to, to go, hey, give a give a toast. Yeah. And you gave me that honor, and I, I appreciate it. And I feel like I hit it out of the park. Yeah, you did. Yeah, <laughs> it was more than a triple. Uh, I mean, it was a home a run. Triple at least. Maybe Inside. even a, a grand slam. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, no. And you said seven brothers. Six brothers, I guess. Okay, I so you're a liar. Brothers. I'm a liar. Uh, okay. There were at least eight weddings <laughs> yeah, yeah. in my family okay. where I could have given a speech, and only one asked for that. And apparently, by the way, when I gave his speech, it was basically the same speech I gave everybody. Perfect. <laughs> and, uh, but apparently, it, it kind of bummed out his, uh, his, the, the, his wife's family because uh. I mispronounced their last name throughout the whole speech which was that's too bad yeah too bad you can't have a do-over on that you know it was intentional they just didn't think it was they didn't didn't think it was funny funny. okay yeah yeah. so all right but it was a hell of a good time well when we have people on the guests on the podcast for for the first time one of the questions we like to ask is the three movie question what are three movies that are influential impactful important meaningful to you Three movies that could maybe tell us more about you, and it's pretty wide open in how you want to answer it. Um, so, so yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so I, I'd been thinking about this. You said you were <laughs> you were going to ask this question, and you know, and there are three that just jump out pretty quickly. So many mm-hmm. movies that like inspire you one way or another, but three that I looked at and really go like that movie like changed what I thought about myself or or just it, it, it made a it, an impact that I could like really look back at and point at. <clears throat> and so the first one is I'm gonna start with Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Okay. Has anybody thrown that one out yet? No, that's the first time I've heard that one. Alright, so Ferris Bueller's Day Off. One thing you gotta know about me is I come from this big family, always comfortable and always had an audience in the family. But what you might not know is I was really shy in school because we moved around a lot. I'd come into these schools and there were all these people who had all their established friends. And so I would just be kind of quiet and shy and I would have one or two friends, but literally would eat alone in the library on days where my friends weren't there because I didn't want to be seen eating alone because I just didn't have that many friends. And so, and in my head, I always thought like, I like I would see a class clown type or somebody who was talking, uh, you know, and, and, and being fun and popular and, and those sorts of things. And I just would think to myself, like, they're not that funny, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> not to diss those guys. <laughs> you unfunny. Uh, anyway, I, I would just go like, ah, like 
you know, I, I wasn't really enjoying like high school that much, you know, cause I was kind of trapped inside my shell. And, um, so after a math, I I'd never heard of Ferris Bueller's day off. And after a math test at the end of a quarter or something, my public school teacher just showed us for two days Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I, I like how you had to say your public <laughs> well, school teacher. Yeah. So we all know. We all know <laughs> that, uh, you know, that that's the quality of education. Much better than, it turns out, much better lesson than anything I ever learned in eighth grade al algebra. But, um, or no, it wasn't eighth grade. This was like, this was sophomore year probably. So, that's the robot vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I watched Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and I just was so inspired. And I everybody loved Ferris, just did whatever he wanted to do, grabbed life by the, by the horns, you know. And I was just like, I thought it was so funny. And I was just like, that's what I want. That's what I want to be. As I <laughs> and so like... Um, you know, from then on, anytime I got kind of clammed up, I would think, okay, what would Ferris do? I'm literally like motivating myself this way. So you, you made a WWFD bracelet for it everywhere you could. <laughs> yeah, everywhere I could. And so it, it helped me to get out of my shell and, and pushed me to be more friendly and, uh, and stuff. And, and if, if you know me since high school you, you know every anybody would probably be a little bit surprised to know how shy i had been yeah. but there are people who knew me in high school and watched the transition and wow. watched me go from from this super shy kid then just suddenly like yeah a clown and and fun and and making a ton of friends and stuff like that and just kind of changed my uh my trajectory of life i don't know what life would have been like if not for ferris bueller in my public school math teacher. <laughs> wow. that's cool so that's one <clears throat> then i'd say the second one and i'm doing this kind of chronologically by when i saw these movies um but then forrest gump forrest gump was my favorite movie for Years and years and years and years. My son is it. named Forrest. Uh -huh. and, uh, <laughs> and and not exclusively because of Forrest Gump, but as soon as we had the thought to name him Forrest, uh -huh. uh, my wife and I said, you know, people think we named him after Forrest Gump, and we both went, great. <laughs> yeah. And so all things Forrest Gump, love all things Forrest Gump. Uh -huh. But that was, that was a movie that, I mean... I'm gonna. I can be an emotional guy, but I remember in that movie just being so. I mean, it's such an epic story, right? Yeah. It takes him through all these historical events, and it was so moving to me. So many yeah. parts of it were so moving, and yeah. and he's such a good guy. Like it was just, it, it was just this movie that just resonated with me, and it was, it was, it's an early movie where I remember that and Rudy where I remember as a like young teenager just tearing up and mm -hmm. you know and 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 crying at part of it and so it was just so moving that I think I don't know what it did to me in, mm -hmm. in terms of like how it affected my life but I think it just it just you know carried me away and and and, and showed me what storytelling could be and, yeah and, 
and I think it did make me want to make movies. I think mm-hmm. that much, uh, you know, I can I can say it was just it was so fun, and still to this day, some of my best friends we we just <laughs> we'll, we'll quote Forrest Gump all the time, just uh-huh. little bits and pieces here and there, and yeah, um, I love that movie. I I do too. That's one of the movie posters I have, and uh, in the other room, and I also. Um, that's one of my all-time favorites. In fact, to, uh, Josh and I did our Tom Hanks movie draft. Oh yeah! Uh, if you have a chance to listen to that, and it's I think it. I got the number one overall pick. So we did. We we just alternate, oh, rotate. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I picked Forrest Gump. I feel he like he picked Big. I feel like Big is great too. I just watched Big again. Oh yeah. Just watched Big again, but um. Yeah, Forrest to me is like a top ten. I I remember for a long time I haven't really done a top ten of favorites of all time mm-hmm. recently, but for many years. Forrest Gump was in there. It probably still is. I, I love that movie. I, I still remember my the feelings I had seeing that in the theater when I was sixteen with my cousin. And the soundtrack was oh, amazing. The, the soundtrack was the first the, CDs I've ever. I the ever two owned. disc set, like blue and red, set, yeah. And like yeah. my uh, my girlfriend gave it to me. It was the first CDs I ever owned. Uh-huh. The only CDs I owned for probably a couple of years. Yeah, and just like that was all all I needed in the music department and. And, and, you know, even now, like, if there's a Bubba Gump shrimp, uh-huh. which maybe it makes me sound, I don't know. I love going to Bubba Gump shrimp because I love that movie so much. And I they normally, the wait staff will give you, like, trivia questions. I don't know oh. if they have one in Utah, but they had one in L.A. when I was living there. And we would go there on my birthday or whatever and crush <laughs> trivia questions. Is it all Forrest Gump trivia? All Forrest Gump trivia. Oh, my God. And so they, we, we'd crush and know way more than the average customer. But then I would turn around to them and go, like, um, and ask them, now can I ask you some Forrest Gump trivia? <laughs> and I would ask them, like, the saddest, about the saddest moments. Like, um, where did... Forrest's dad go on vacation. <laughs> Stuff like that. Like, or what does vacation mean? Uh, and uh, and and just he's on vacation. Yeah, and just yeah. like try to get them like, oh, yeah. That, oh, what was, that, what were Bubba's last words? That movie that that's one of the first times I remember that a movie could swing from really really funny hilarious parts to sad poignant moments yeah. and and it, and it worked it wasn't like corny it wasn't overly melodramatic it was wasn't really slapstick i mean it it has a lot of funny scenes in it They're just yeah. like you said classic quotable lines and then it has i mean when he's talking to the grave i was crying like when he's talking oh to because he does it twice you he's talk talks to tuesday. mom you died on a tuesday he talks to his and mom and jenny tree. Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh so, you'd be so proud of him yeah I, uh, one of, <laughs> and and probably maybe pulling out how that affected my life is, and you'll see when we start talking later on about about some of our favorite comedies and, and comedians, yeah. that ability to make you laugh and make you cry mm-hmm. was huge for me. And so one of after I saw that movie, I found out that you know my mom had seen it at a different time. We didn't watch it together, but I knew she she'd seen Forrest Gump. Yeah. And I would say, I would do the 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 mama speech of the grave, or yeah. the, you died on a Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. I would do that part to my mom just at random, yeah. and she would always cry. Oh. I would just make her cry. I would do the voice and make her cry, and 
and I thought it was so funny to make my mom cry. Yeah, and as we, that's normal. As we, yeah. <laughs> as we look at, um, and if, if my, my kids are going to figure this out someday about yeah. me, that they can needle me with this sort of thing. Yeah. But um, as we go into our, our comedians, that's that's one thing I love about a comedic actor. Yeah. Is that they can also pull those emotions out of you. So. Yeah. All right. So yeah, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Forrest, Forrest Gump. Gump. And the final F movie oh. is, that's how I, no, it's not, Man in the Man in the Moon. Man on the Moon? Wait, Man, man in the Moon or Man on, on the Moon? On the Moon. Because there's a Reese Witherspoon movie when she was a teenager <laughs> it's called Man in the Moon. No, no, it's not that. Okay, it's Man, man on the Moon. Oh, okay. Jim Carrey. Yes. Um, biopic. Is it biopic? Yeah, I say biopic, biopic, but I think I used to say biopic before I ever heard someone say that word. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. biopic sounded more normal, it like sound, yeah. biopsy. Yeah, yeah. But I guess that would be biopsy. But anyway, yeah, biopic. Tell us about um, this movie. So this movie came out when I was in college. And, uh, you know, it's the Andy Kaufman yes. story. And I didn't know anything about Andy Kaufman. And by this time, I had been through my Ferris Bueller phase, right? Um, and had had become a class clown in my high school, and I'd become uh, like the student body president of my high school, kind of yeah. rode that wave. Yeah. <clears throat> and then I went to college, and my freshman year, this came out, and it changed what I thought comedy could be. Mm. And I saw how... <clears throat> how much fun it could be to yeah like when you think about a, a class clown in high school or a, or a, that, that would be student body president there's a kind of humor that's there that's very like safe and fun for everybody and inclusive and you know yeah and then you see andy kaufman and i saw like oh man he's making people mad he's trolling people uh-huh. he's, he's getting people you know, he's making people cry. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, that sort of thing. And they're like, oh my gosh. And it just woke me up to this right. new way of, of really, uh, of performing for yourself. Right. Doing what you think's funny. And I started doing stand-up comedy in, in college, especially when I moved to um, Chicago. I kind of got my stride. And if you ever saw my act while I was doing that, you know, I think uh, Andy Kaufman via Jim Carrey was a huge influence okay. on, on what I was doing. And <clears throat> you would have these moments in my act of like poignancy or of like, oh my gosh, is he really going to go there? You know, like, uh, and not like go there in, a, in like a blue way or something like that, but but just almost bringing people to like, you know, just being like, there were a few times where my opening joke was, I wouldn't say a word at the mic for, I think the longest I went was like four or five minutes. Really? Nothing. That's daring. And um, I was headlining and and I've had people come up and say, I was there that night. Really? And they're like, I've never laughed as hard as when you were saying nothing. Wow. And so they were just, they were, and as soon as, and that was my opening, I walked out and I step up to the mic really slowly mm-hmm. 
And then if anybody laughed or said anything, or I'd back off and then start over like, like I needed it to be silent. And, and inevitably, each time I got to the mic, the tension would build. Somebody would have to laugh. And it just went on and on and on like so, this. So was the bit sort of like you were acting like a little offended? Like you required or you demanded no, total no, silence it, to start your act? No, no. I was acting um, like like nervous. Oh, like I got it. it okay. Was nervous. It was much more Kaufman-esque. Almost, I so mean, you'd see Kaufman yeah. in it. Because there was that, you know, he he had he does kind of his foreign man awkward yeah. thing, yeah. and and so you'd see, you you probably would have seen that, yeah. and um, you know, in, in hindsight, I see it. At the time, I I didn't know where it was coming from, and and it kind of just grew organically in that room. But I I did that several times, and so Man on the Moon again, just for yeah. it's it's taking me out of myself and going like. I can do things that I didn't know you could do, you know, mm-hmm. and, and kind of push the envelope of of what you make people feel, and and yeah, so I I love that movie, and also one of those really make you laugh. Yep, and then only it'll get yeah, you. it'll, it'll get, get you. No, that's an that's a really good choice. That I like that movie, and that's a that's a Milos Forman directed movie. He did Amadeus. Oh yeah, and one floor with cuckoo's nest. He's a he's a Czech born pretty good director. director. That, yeah, he, he, he's a really good director. I mean, yeah. he didn't do lots and lots of movies, but that one I remember seeing, and I was so fascinated. I had to go out and read about this guy, and so I got the book Lost yeah. in the Funhouse uh-huh. by Bob Zamuda. Yeah, and I'd never read a book like that before. Not just because it's about a, a kind of an interesting sort of meta comedian entertainer yeah. guy that ruffled a lot of feathers didn't you know didn't do things in a traditional or conventional way but the way the book is written is wild it's there's a stream of consciousness um sections Uh there's like no punctuality for you know several sentences in a row kind of no punctuality like no punctuation or punctuation yeah (laughs) yeah the book's just late pages and pages empty yeah 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 just like andy kaufman (laughs) No, um, yeah, there, there's a just an interesting way of writing. I mean, I think it probably sort of matches the kind of personality that Andy Kaufman is. Sort of like how I, one reason I love the weird movie so much is yeah. I think it perfectly matches what Weird Al Yankovic has done for, for oh, mo- yeah, yeah. music. You know, yeah. sort of as a spoof or parody of, of biopics, musical biopics. Anyway, yeah, I like, I think that's a great pick. Well, and, and yeah, if you, the... you know, you hear, now there's been a documentary yeah. about Jim Carrey's mm-hmm. experience doing it. And certainly, if you look at Jim Carrey, doing that movie altered him. Yeah. In a big way. It in did. In a much bigger way, obviously. Yeah. Um, that yeah. was And that was when he was starting to lean into like comedy and drama, not just pure comedy. Yeah. Because that was in 99. Um, and he, yeah, I, I mean, Anyway, yeah, I think we'll probably talk about Jim Carrey a little bit more. Um, I do want to ask you this, though. I appreciate that list. It's, it's a great list. I, I, I think, as you know, my my top on that list would be Forrest, but I like all those movies. Yeah. I've probably seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off eight or ten times. It's I mean, a, it's, Ferris Bueller's a masterpiece, I think, of, yeah. of uh, John, uh, John Hughes. Hughes and, and defining an era as well. I, I don't know if... Man, if I, I can only imagine introducing that movie to today's high school kids <laughs> and making them feel like an inch tall. Yeah. Like it just would, or they would feel so cheated. 
maybe angry. It, like, I just, I don't know if it even resonates because it's so different, the worlds. Yeah. But I think, I mean, John Hughes captured that moment for sure. I like when you give us gave us your list too, that, that trifecta, this coming of age, taking us through your own life. And that was chronological. I don't know if you did that on purpose, but yeah. you have an 87 movie, 94, 99, going from basically elementary or maybe middle school up mm-hmm. through freshman year of college. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that is, that's a, that's a great yeah, it's, it's set of movies. It's the list that affected me as, as it affected me. Yes. And, uh, okay. So next we're, right. we're, we're at, we're moving right along here. We're going to talk now and I'm going to just go ahead and ask you, can you tell me the most you've ever laughed? What's the most you ever lost in a coin toss? Just kidding. No, that's a sugar. What's the most you've ever laughed in a movie theater? Oh my gosh. So, yeah. That's so hard for me to remember. Okay. So, do you have do you have a movie that maybe you don't remember the theater experience or you I think you probably laughing really hard not in theaters. Okay. I remember those and we can talk about some of those. I I feel like the the joy of I mean talk about a coming of age time. I we got to see this Iran comedy that was that we'll probably never see again. Yeah. When you'd go to comedy movies in the theater and they would be big summer comedies, right? Mm-hmm. And so um Chris Farley uh, Tommy Boy. Tommy Boy. I remember like, that. It, it was one of those that, like, you're just rolling in the aisles. Uh-huh. And um, and uh, and and Mike Myers and the uh, the um, how am I forgetting the Austin, Austin Powers, Powers. The Austin yeah. Powers movies? Um, and the first Austin Powers movie I didn't see in the theater. I watched it you know, in, in a hotel room with my dad, my dad's best friend and his young daughter. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like trying not to laugh because it's not okay to laugh at. at yeah. <laughs> I'm just, my guts are busting. I'm <laughs> crying. Like I just can't not laugh at it. And I can tell my dad's trying not to laugh, uh-huh. and, but he's breaking sometime. And those movies were just, so hilarious and Chris Farley again like he he probably were it not for his his death yeah it'd probably be he probably he might be on on my favorite yeah actors yeah. list and he's even though he didn't do as much and didn't have the longest career he's like uh you know yeah. he's a legend and 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 also his death was the first celebrity death and really, probably the only celebrity death that's ever hit me so hard. Yeah. Like, as a kid, when that happened, it was just like losing. It was like he was a guy in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Like, you just felt like, no. And I remember going to my friend's house and going, like, this, like, it was just this it was horrible. Like, we've lost so much. Well, and it was weird. I, I remember being on my mission when I found out that he died. And when I was on my mission, I believe Princess Di died. And then, and I was in Canada, so uh-huh. they sort of have this interesting England, relationship sure. to England. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then I, and then Chris Farley died, and then about six months later or so, Phil Hartman died. Oh, yeah. And both of those, Farley and Hartman, both really hit me because that was like my my coming of age of SNL was yeah. those, when I was a teenager watching all that that '90s yeah. crew, yeah. early '90s, mid '90s, and they were two of the funniest 
ever. And so, yeah, it was, it was, uh, that was a hard one because he did, he did some really funny movies in just a yeah. very short period of time. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. I think if, if I'm remembering those, yeah. like just the theater laughing, but, um, more recently, um, like, uh, I think the hangover, mm-hmm. super bad and bridesmaids oh, are okay. all like, are all again masterworks mm-hmm. and the hangover um kind of i mean i think super bad preceded the hangover and the hangover was before bridesmaids but the hangover in particular of all those movies I, I i've said it before and i'll say it again they could make the one a year for me uh-huh. like, i couldn't get bored of them <laughs> and it's the camaraderie of that group that uh-huh. i just love so much and like and the the format of the show where it's this mystery that they're that they're yeah. figuring out as they go and it's just a mystery movie and they're following all the clues, but it was so funny. Zach Galifianakis was so good in it, and then all the supporting cast and and all the little details of what of you know what took place during that night. That's one that just like absolutely got me in the theater. Yeah. And then that was probably then Bridesmaids is again just like Kristen Wiig and and Melissa McCarthy's breakout movies. Yeah. They wrote it, didn't they? Uh Kristen Wiig and um I think it was uh the other co-star of that movie uh the who else is in that? Rose Byrne. Yeah. Um but anyway, like that movie like it made me fall in love with Kristen Wiig. I think uh, you know she's an all-time great uh, comedian. Mm-hmm. And um, Annie Mumolo. I could have told you. No, it's uh, oh, oh yeah, she's in Barb and Star. I think. Yeah. Annie and Annie and Kristen Wiig were Barb and Star. Yeah. Anyway, just absolutely hilarious and yeah and uh made me laugh out loud so many times all through that movie so yeah for me i it's interesting i look at my picks because i i I have pretty clear specific memories of the fun the most i've ever laughed in the theater and one of them is a very unusual choice it's a movie called rat race that i don't even know if i've seen it since then yeah, but it no, just hit my me. Wife loves that movie. Oh, it hit yeah. me just in the exact right spot. The and there's a few scenes it. Yeah. in it that are just so silly. John Lovitz as Hitler. Yeah. Um, I mean, there there's a scene where he is um they're they're driving Hitler's car, basically. <laughs> and they crash into an area where there's a bunch of World War II vets and he gets burned on his face a little bit and it looks like he has a Hitler oh, mustache. Uh, mustache. Yeah. And he's he kind of hurt, so he speaks in gibberish, which sounds like German. <laughs> yeah. He immediately goes up to the mic and starts waving his arms around, yelling in what yeah, sounds yeah, like yeah. German. And I remember there's a there's a World War II vet that's holding a gun, like pointed at him, you know. <laughs> and I mean, it was just one of those scenes that just it built like second by second. It just got funnier and funnier and funnier to where I was just laughing so hard I probably missed a couple jokes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't even I don't even know if the whole movie was funny, but that scene just killed me, and I. Uh, that was hilarious. Um, Mr. Bean, uh, what's his name? Rowan Atkinson was in it. Yeah, yeah. Had a lot of people in it. It was sort of an it's a mad, 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 mad world type yeah, of movie with a yeah. lot of huge ensemble cast um, where they're, they're in a race, they're in a competition. I and... feel like there's not enough silliness. Like, yeah. As I, as I thought about what 
what movies and actors I wanted to talk about, I lean hard into that that silliness right. thing as well. And like, yeah. I wish we could have more more of it. Yeah. Well, another one that that I is as an experience that was just hilarious, and it's it has its cringy, awkward moments, but it mostly made me laugh. And it was Meet the Parents, which oh, came out the year before yeah. Rat Race. Yeah, I yeah, I remember yeah, yeah. seeing that, and I would have been about the right age because I think uh-huh. I was like twenty two ish when I saw it, uh-huh. twenty two, twenty three, and um, again, just how Ben Stiller he is so. Uh, I think one thing I love about it is he's sort of this put upon sad sack but heart in the right place guy yeah. and just desperately trying to please yeah. his fia- yeah. hope hope to be fiance's Always parents a low status and and everything just yeah. goes wrong for him you know like every little thing that could go wrong does yeah. Yeah. and and then he obviously makes it worse he he compounds the yeah. errors he by throws a great fit doing ben, stupid ben things yeah throws a great fit right it's great to see him break finally. yeah it is it is and um and it's funny too because you like how his his uh girlfriend you know played by terry polo starts like taking the family side against him and yeah. and you can kind of see like if you were part of their family you'd be like yeah what's this guy's problem yeah, like yeah, i mean he's yeah. doing all the stupid yeah. stuff he's lying and he keeps ruining things about this, the other sister's wedding. <laughs> and then trying you know, to make things better and only yeah. making things worse. It's, and, yeah, and that's a great show. The other thing I love about that show is I had never seen, at least up to that point, De Niro that funny. He was oh. always a scary gangster but guy. He had done, he had done Analyze, Analyze This, this and, and That. that. Yeah. yeah. I hadn't seen those movies. And, and yeah. he plays a... I mean, he's just hilarious. I mean, he's terrifying if you were in Ben Stiller's shoes, right? Yeah, but, yeah. Or Gay- Gaylord Fokker's shoes. Just but like, such a good foil yeah, for that. Yeah. yeah, he is. And he's done that a lot in his, his later career. I mean, yeah. probably probably alternated comedies with dramas, you know. Yeah. Um, so I, I that was hilarious. That was just laughing the whole time, kind of a movie. The other one that just was insane, out of control, was Borat, Cultural, Borat, yes. cultural Learnings of America yes. for Make Benefit yes. Glorious yes. Nation of Kazakhstan. Oh anyway, my gosh. that one, I remember just the opening scene. And this was one of those movies that was full of buzz. Everybody knew about it even before they yeah. had seen it because they'd never seen anything like this before. Yeah. This sort of like gonzo, Fake. gotcha, mockumentary yeah. style where yeah. it's like there's a lot of people in there who have apparently signed waivers and whatever, but yeah. like they don't know their in a comedy they don't even know they're in a movie they're not, they don't know they think they're being interviewed by a foreign journalist and yeah. so it was so funny and i remember that first scene when you see him on the screen and the camera like pans over and then he just awkwardly walks past the camera like out of the screen yeah, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. and we were and it was just like we were already laughing you yeah. know and oh it was hilarious and some of your listeners won't like this but donald trump is in it and he holds up He's in. I don't remember that Borat. scene. No, never mind. He Ali G interviewed. Donald oh, did Trump. okay. He didn't fall for it. Oh, and so like, I, okay. you know, no, but he's terrible. Yeah, he's an awful guy. Yeah, Donald Trump. I mean, <laughs> oh, I thought you meant. I thought you meant. No. Um, I thought you meant Borat. No, my no. friend who I saw that with Mike, uh, Mike Forsberg, he hated Sasha Baron Cohen after that. Because of some of the stuff he did to get the footage, especially yeah. with that little village in Romania. Yeah, yeah. Because the first part and near the end takes place in like a kind of a third world country, yeah, small yeah. village where they probably paid these people like 20 bucks a day or yeah, something. Just, and and they didn't know they were being made fun games. of. Yeah. And um, he just, yeah. It, it, so I don't know. It, I guess your mileage may vary with, with that. Um, I'm glad you brought that one up because I had one on my list that I was like, eh, maybe I'm not. But did you see Bad Grandpa? 
No. So it's made by the Jackass guys. Okay. And and, and just it's the Jackass. Yeah. Dumb stuff, but it's the story of this grandpa that's got this kid. Because once that everybody recognizes Johnny Knoxville, now the joke's over. Kind of like what happened with Borat, as people okay. recognize him. So he's got to wear all this makeup and puts on all this old man makeup and he's got this kid and they're going around doing these things that make him look like a bad grandpa. I was watching it on an airplane. I'm like, you know, there's only so much selection. And I didn't have very high expectations and I had my headphones on and I'm just shaking, just wheezing, <laughs> trying not to laugh, but just like, just dying. Um, and, and it was, again, one, like Borat, just one of those silly, uh, silly movies that just got me. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's funny. Yeah. I, so those are my theater movies. As far as like laughing at home, for me, it's Dumb and Dumber. I didn't see that in the theater mm-hmm. for some reason. I don't know why, but I rented it as a... 16 17 year old kid watched it at home sitting alone on the carpet just watching it yeah and that's how i knew it was hilarious it was really genuinely funny for me because it wasn't there was no energy of the crowd it wasn't a communal experience i was just like rolling on the floor yeah laughing at this jim carrey guy um and and i don't think i've ever seen anything that funny i mean to me that's sort of my top comedy of all time in terms of just ability to make me laugh yeah and it's got a lot of quotable lines and uh yeah, that's way a, up there. that's way up there. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into our uh, top five comedy film actors. Okay. We're aligned. Are we? I saw your list. You saw my list. Okay. So why don't you so start? We're, we're very aligned. So <laughs> let's move through the ones we're aligned on. Okay. Go ahead. And then we'll we'll get into the last one. So I'm going to start at what I'm ranking as number five. Okay. <clears throat> I have Will Ferrell. Okay. So, uh, and where did you rank Farrell? I, you know, I didn't really rank them now that I think about it, but he would probably be about three. Okay. Yeah. He, I moved him around. Yeah. But, um, cause he, he jumped right to mind. I think Will Farrell is the pure comedy mm-hmm. actor. Like he's tried to do some dramas, right? And, right. Uh, or dramedies and, um. I, I like Will Ferrell as an actor, but he's so funny. And the movies he he's done are these silly movies. He's always at his best when he's playing a high-status character that's just so dumb. Yeah. Like uh, Anchorman. Just, mm-hmm. you know, Ron Burgundy. Just full of all this false bravado <laughs> yeah. and, like, arrogance, but yeah. it's un- unearned. Ricky you know? Bobby yeah. and, this, uh-huh. like, all these, and, and uh, what, the, the Flint Tropics one. The, uh, semi-pro. Semi-pro. Semi-pro, just yeah. All this time, and, and anytime, like, he's on a talk show, like, anytime he's, oh, yeah. he's talking himself up, and you just see right through him and see he's just like, unnecessarily cocky yeah and, yeah, and, yeah and just totally unearned and, stuff. <laughs> and so and so will ferrell is in there for me i think he's the shining like the top of that uh what did they call that the that brat group? pack no no it was yeah. the the bro pack or the, the bro pack no, it was the frat pack oh the frat pack, it was the yeah. frat pack and so it was um you know all those guys that showed up in Anchorman. So you had, you had uh, especially Paul Rudd. Yeah, well, especially Steve when Carell. they they have all the the fight, and you have um you have the 
uh, Luke Wilson shows up and you get, um, you know, uh, Vince Vaughn and Steve, well, Steve Carell's uh, Owen Wilson. Yeah. But yeah, if you're looking at the, the, the frat pack, I feel like Will Ferrell just rose to the top of that. Mm -hmm. He, you know, he, he was in, he was in, uh, Wedding Crashers, just as a as a little bit part, yeah. And uh, you know he's he's Mugatu in Zoolander. Just in every case, like he's just the pure comedic actor. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I got him at, at five. I think he's he represents that whole genre of those movies that were coming. Even if he's not in yeah. a movie that happened to come out at that time, like old school. Of course, he's in old school, but like. I, I think he's just the best of those actors. I agree. I and I to me he was like <clears throat> he's first of all he got his start basically on SNL mm-hmm. and he wasn't there a long time. I think it was seven seasons, maybe mm-hmm. seven or eight, but he really just killed it. He yeah. was I've heard him described by SNL like writers, producers as like the glue guy. The guy that could just always, always, always make a sketch better. Yeah. Yeah. And um play just about anybody but mostly it was yeah dumb characters and um uh, yeah but he could play either sort of the straight man in a in in a sketch or be like the goofy crazy yeah outlandish guy well and so love lovable yeah you know you just want to like you know like i think about harold frick in um oh stranger than stranger than fiction and it's just there's nothing ever threatening about about Will Ferrell's character, Step Brothers. Oh my oh, gosh, yeah. Step Brothers was so good, and his his partnership with John C. Riley in so many movies. Yeah. They as a duo, we could talk about duos. comedic duos. Well, Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell, and oh, the other gosh, guys. Yeah, other yeah. guys is Daddy's Home. So good too. Yeah. yeah, and again, it's always that. Like, think about those characters that are when he's playing straight laced and just kind of a nerd, like in Daddy's Home or or the other guys, you know, other guys. Yeah. And, it just it makes it so good. It's good, yeah. He so he's funny. Yeah, I, I I looked at some of the movies, sort of the highlights in in terms of his movies, and the other guys is on there. Elf, which oh. I talked about, we had a Christmas uh, movie draft. Yeah. Um. He has he has some funny bit parts in movies. In fact, he's in Austin Powers. I don't know if you remember this, but he's in a scene where he's like basically in an underground yeah. thing where he's dying and the the, the, le- the death yeah, is slow yeah, yeah. and agonizing yeah, and he yeah, keeps yeah. yelling. He's the, he's um, assassin. That's um, right. Yeah, Zoolander, uh, let's see, Zoolander, yeah, I mentioned the Anchorman, Talladega Nights, uh, Blades of Glory with oh, yeah. John Heater, yeah, but yeah. he's also uh, in a lot of, like, the Lego Lego movie. That's right. That's um, right. Yeah. Really funny in that. And then Spirited, I don't know if you saw that one, but that's a pretty new movie that came out it's a christmas it's like a musical based on Mm. a christmas carol oh that's right that's right with ryan reynolds yeah on apple tv we liked it so much so we watched it a couple times at home and then i we went took my parents to it in the theater it was playing the theater a little bit so we we got to see it in the theater talk about someone who throws a good fit too yeah will ferrell's great he does yeah he even does in that movie a little bit but yeah he'll he'll uh but like you know, an elf. Yeah, he's so yeah. innocent. He's yeah. just so like he's childlike. Yeah. You know, obviously. Um, but and such a big guy, and he <clears throat> does he does physical comedy so well. He using yeah. the size and th- like the way he throws fits and just like, um, yeah, so many good moments. Like I say, I think 
like as a pure comedic actor, I don't know if you can do much yeah. better. Yeah. So who else you got? Okay. So, so go to number four, I guess. So number right? four, just the body of work. Steve Martin yep. is is if you go back, Steve Martin just just made comedy. I know comedy's always been popular. He was the first guy really to sell out stadiums as a yeah. stand-up. Yeah. And then his movie career just like, especially through the eighties, just he was doing so many great hilarious uh movies you from um the three amigos mm -hmm. <clears throat> uh to uh you know doing there there's a lot that people don't remember like the 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 like my blue heaven and mm -hmm. the la story and like some of those movies from the 80s yeah that he did and i just think and then of course he He's just done so much, yeah. And, and maybe I'm mixing a little bit of his his influence on on the stand up world in there too. But I I just think he's yeah one of the greats. Have you read Born Standing Up? Yes, I have. Oh, yeah. great and book, huh? The best book on stand up ever. It's so good, and it's just full of great jokes too. But I love when he describes how. Because he was sort of Kaufman-esque, too. Like, sometimes oh, yeah. he would just take a whole yeah. audience of people outside and go get burgers or something. Yeah. They'd follow him out yeah. anywhere. And then he talked about how it almost became too big. He couldn't do quite the act he wanted to in a stadium with 20,000 people or yeah. whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, but he really kind of revolutionized stand-up by making it super lucrative yeah. in that way. And, of course, he's got the SNL thing he yeah, was he was SNL he started host. doing magic i think at disneyland when he was a teenager with not sperry farm and he um but yeah his his movies so i have him too by the way so i'll i'll, yeah. I'll talk about him i i have him at number two um and i think people i mean it's hard to say this because i mean you, I, i've heard him described as a genius many times and but like Mostly people might himself. underrate yeah <laughs> people might underrate um him as a comedy actor because yeah. he does so many other things he's an author yeah. Yeah. i don't know if you've read shop girl a banjo player banjo player <laughs> songwriter he's in tv now i mean he's in uh the only murders in the building which is a great um and he great is a way to see another great comedy duo him and martin short oh have, yeah have teamed up in the past and and yeah he, he's done, done awesome <laughs> think about um you remember uh dirty rotten scoundrels was probably my the first movie I remember okay. seeing him in and thinking he was so funny is Rupert the Monkey Boy. Okay, I haven't seen that, that one. I You've need never to. seen that? I know, I know. I need to see that That's one. That's crazy. I know, yeah. Oh, my I, gosh. I've seen, like, The Jerk. That was kind of his first. Oh, that was yeah. his breakout oh, role. I forgot about The Jerk. Born, the born jerk. as a poor young black but child. I was yeah. born a poor black child, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, um, the Roxanne, yeah. I saw that in the theater, and I was... That was funny. I mean, that was like, I didn't even know the original. When yeah. I saw that, I, was, I didn't know that was Cyrano yeah. de Bergerac. Yeah. Uh, Father of the Bride yep. with Martin Father Short. Father of the Bride, yep. Um, Pink Panther, Bowfinger. Bowfinger was hilarious. Yeah. 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 Um, we talked about Three Amigos, All of Me. He's just got a Steve lot of. Martin has an artistry, too, that, that. I, I think that maybe you wouldn't see, and maybe it comes from his stand up. But like even in some of his movies, like The Jerk, it was doing something, you know. Yeah. And um, I think I there's there's just some of the movies like 
Roxanne that where it was like what it's based on. It's not going for necessarily cheap laughs all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, even Three Amigos, as spoofy as it was, it's like pretty smart. You know? Yeah, and, and I think Steve Martin. Yeah, I don't, he he definitely calls himself a genius. Well, a he's, he probably is. You know, though, it's he, great to hear him do that. I've heard of, the interesting thought, thing though, and I think I learned this from his book is he didn't think that he was naturally funny. He just worked his butt off, like he worked mm. really, really hard. Yeah, you know, and on all of his writing, getting it exactly right, and and I, I'm curious about this. I don't know, but like he's a great talk show guest. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if it's like one of those where he really has he's prepared and rehearsed and he kind of knows what he wants to do um but i don't know like I he's think he found i think especially because we just talked about will will ferrell yeah who came after steve martin but steve martin also his go-to is this cocky dunce mm-hmm. high, high status i'm the greatest how much did you pay for yeah i, I paid 400 bucks for this was that too much you know yeah. that the like jokes on himself mm-hmm. about you know that 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 he's he's dumb enough to do yeah. and he's always talking about how rich he is <laughs> <laughs> and things that just expose this kind of like anybody yeah. who talks that much about money is, is probably you know <laughs> insecure so, yeah insecure yeah. and so he and will ferrell both have that thing where they're mm-hmm. they're talking uh kind of talking themselves up all yeah. the time that's great he i his comedy one thing i love about it is it's full of it's not just stories he has a lot of great one-liners in his oh, yeah. like yeah. you know like i i believe the good communication is fair <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. the mumble is stuff that yeah. he does too yeah and, and like, he says like uh what one should never alienate one's audience otherwise one would be like demetrius from la condition humanite <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or he did a whole bit about plumbers. Uh-huh. Like that is like all these inside jokes. Would, yeah, <laughs> it's like I love Steve Martin, and I think as a stand-up too. Um, when I would when I think back and would look at uh, yeah. guys that I drew inspiration from, I think he's one of those. Okay, so we've got your okay. five is Will Ferrell. I put him at my three, and okay. I have Steve Martin at two. I have him even higher than you. Okay. You had him at four, right? Okay, so now okay. this is this is we're getting to the the crux of the matter. So next, I have Bill Murray. Oh my gosh, you! What number do you have Bill Murray at? I have him at three. Okay, I have him at four too. <laughs> Well, we we almost just did a joint list without trying. So yeah. tell me what why you why you like Bill Murray. I mean, Bill Murray, again, one of those early Saturday Night Live guys that just is so likable. Mm-hmm. He, you know, Ghostbusters was massive, yeah. right? But before Ghostbusters, he had done Caddyshack. He had done um, the Meatballs uh, movie. And if, if you look back at the, like a camp movie, right, that, mm-hmm. was, that was like a almost like a sub-genre for a minute in yeah. the, in the <laughs> 70s and 80s. And, like, he was the camp counselor. He's, he's um, you know, I think uh, he's become, and, and then all the movies he did with Wes Anderson and yeah. doing The Life Aquatic, um, which I think is, uh, you know, again, one of those one of those shows that just shows one of those movies and performances that shows you his range, really funny, mm-hmm. um, but just a different kind of funny. And I love Wes Anderson's 
movies, and I think probably yeah. we all we all like those. But like um, in Zombieland, uh, they're they're going to a place. You know, they're like like uh, Tallahassee, who's played by um, the Woody from Cheers. Oh, the, yeah, the, Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. Yeah. Um, Tallahassee's taking them to a place, and you don't know where they're going, but it's the best place. We're mm-hmm. going to the best. No, it's not this. Better than that. Oh, way better than that. Uh-huh. Way better than that. And he takes them to Bill Murray's mansion. Oh, yeah. That's that's Where he plays law. himself, right? Yeah. yeah. And, so, and, and Bill Murray has survived the zombie apocalypse and just wears a little makeup and, you know, saw somebody. And... And I don't know who wrote that, mm-hmm. but they put their finger on Bill Murray as the greatest. Yeah. And the culture responded. And he's become more legendary since oh, being yeah. named that in Zombieland. I don't I don't think it I don't think the t shirts that exist of Bill Murray would have happened without somebody in you know, yeah. somebody in art looked back and said, This guy's just he's an icon an icon he's the greatest and so i think a lot of people would have him higher on my list um and i'll get to who who i have higher on yeah. my list but i i do see him as just like probably any comedian since <clears throat> him uh, certainly any actor comedian looks to him and goes that's the career i want right and and it's interesting bill murray there's a documentary about him where he really is this sort of guy that will show up at anyone's party, yeah. show up at a wedding, photo bomb it. He'll yeah. just sit and talk to strangers in a bar. Like yeah. he'll hang out at frat parties. And there's a whole documentary about all these like appearances yeah. of Bill Murray. Yeah. yeah. Where and and I've heard, I think I heard that he doesn't even have he doesn't like a have phone. A cell phone. He doesn't he have a phone. A His agent has to figure out how to get a hold of him. He he's just kind of this weird guy that isn't super connected. Yeah. I don't know if he's on social media or anything. Has a bunch of kids. Uh, um, does he? Yeah, has a bunch of kids and uh, you know, he's Yeah. He did he he came up through the Second City mm-hmm. machine and the world of, of that and um you know, got to see John Belushi firsthand and yeah. buddied up with all those those guys from back then. Got to Did, see the birth of SNL. Didn't buddy up with Chevy Chase. They had a feud. Not, yeah, uh, yeah. Not. In early SNL days. Um, yeah, I like Bill Murray. A few other movies I kind of wanted to throw out there because he worked with Wes Anderson a lot more than I thought. Oh, yeah. I, I, I Royal Tenenbaums is just one of my all time favorites. Favorite, uh, uh, Moonrise Kingdom, Fantastic Mr. Yeah. Fox. Which are all okay? So, uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox is a um, that's Stop a Roald Dahl stop motion oh, by Roald yeah, Dahl, yeah. and Wes Anderson has another uh, Roald Dahl movie coming out this mm. year, The Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar. And we have this huge box set of books that our kids have been reading. They've gone through almost mm. all of them, Brag. and we couldn't find that one. Yeah, oh, we really? we finally oh. found it. Holly found it, and it came today actually in oh. Jameson's reading. But that is a hard one to find. Is The Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar? Apparently, oh. it's an anthology of a bunch of stories, mm. but that's going to come out this year. Um, the life. Oh, you mentioned life aquatic. Yeah. Ghostbusters. Okay. So one of the best, like I almost feel like that invented a genre, like sci-fi horror comedy. Yeah. 
great special effects for 1984. Yeah. I mean, and we we went to the Utah uh, Bravenal Hall and saw that with Utah Symphony playing oh, wow. the the score. the score live, which is actually a, a much better score than I realized because of what it has to do in the movie. Yeah. It's got these light romantic comedy. Yeah, like touches, but then it has like horror parts and it, that was really fun. Um, Groundhog Day and What About Bob? Oh There's a little dual duet. I don't know what the word is, but two movies that go together for me, yeah. and they came out like two years apart. Yeah, and they're two of his best. They're they're they're, they're probably so good. his best for me. Yeah, um, and they I think they mean the most right of any of, the, of his movies. And like you have um, both of those movies, I've I've watched uh, professors at at like, uh, I don't know, schools of psychology at universities mm-hmm. break down both of those movies uh-huh. because they're so like, I mean, one, uh, what about Bob is about that profession oh, I... and, and just like, <laughs> just poking fun at it. But the one that, that, I, that I think resonates and is most yeah. like psychologically like like descriptive of some psychosis is Groundhog Day mm-hmm. that everybody's living the same day over and over and over again. But yeah, those those both those movies absolutely hilarious. Um, I've spoofed. I'm sailing. Oh in yeah, motorcycle yeah. world. Tied somebody up to, uh-huh. to a motorcycle. I'm riding. I'm riding. <laughs> and uh, my kids. I think that was the first Bill movie, Bill Murray movie that they saw. Uh-huh. And you know they still ask. What about Bob? Oh Where's yeah, Bob? Where's that's Bob? funny. I the the thing I love about What About Bob is the way that my dad would talk about that movie because I think just the concept alone he loved oh, yeah. about a psychiatrist being driven crazy by a patient. Oh, I mean yeah. that's almost like a great joke right there. That's great. And they pulled it off like they yeah. they did a great job with because Richard Dreyfus. I mean, he looks like he's just going nuts because yeah, of Bob, and and it's edge. all it's not on purpose. It's yeah. just how Bob is. Bob right? just happens to just like. <laughs> And it's, yeah, he's just so cured. Yeah. He's so cured. <laughs> and it drives, it drives, it drives nuts. It's yeah. So Dr. Marvin. Dr. Leo Marvin. He just walks off the bus and starts yelling. Dr. And and, Do- and Dr. Marvin looks over at him, yeah. like, all confused. Like, what's he doing here? Yeah, oh my God. Lake Winnipesaukee so or whatever. I'm on vacation. <laughs> yeah. So you, so we've gone through, so I have Bill Murray at four. Um, so why do you rank Bill Murray at four? Um, I because I think Will Ferrell's even funnier. Believe it or not, I have him at three. And Steve Martin, I mean, as you said, yeah, he's a genius. Yeah, yeah. I he's in some of the funniest movies I've ever seen. And then, um, let's see, my number one, my number five. Where where, okay, where are so you at? I'm on two. Okay, two. Wait. I have Jim Carrey. Okay, so he's my number one. Yeah, tell me why you like Jim. So. Both my one and two, I'm going to look at at their range. Okay. And so um, Jim Carrey can, can, like Will Ferrell has done some dramatic roles that are okay movies. I like Will Ferrell. Um, again, Bill Murray has done some dramedy and he's done some drama that are good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Jim Carrey, um, when he does, uh, a dramatic role hits just as hard as he hits when he does a comedic role. And so there's something, again, going yeah. back to 
all the way back to Forrest Gump. For me, having that, being able to have some bittersweet in Mm -hmm. that, you know. Now, when we get to my number one, I think he's the GOAT at this, and that's why I have him as my number one. But Jim Carrey, just so funny. Yeah. In, you know, Ace Ventura, he breaks out. And even in Living Color, right? Yeah. We were all, homie, don't play that on the playground. And then Ace Ventura comes out and really, I mean, the Ace Ventura, the the Jim Carrey, Chris Farley moment, that really, those were the two guys who had it at that time. Ace Ventura, The Mask, Dumb and Dumber. It's just boom, boom, boom. I mean, building. that year, I've never seen a comedy trifecta like that. Because those three movies you just named were all 1994. Wow. And it's amazing because all three of them were hits. They were all hilarious. And I, I don't know if I've ever seen anybody pull off three movies in a year. Maybe even that two year. years that were that funny. Oh, yeah. And that, that really put them on the map. I mean, even Ace Ventura. But then you got... And I can't remember the order. I think it was Ace Ventura then... The mask and Dumb and Dumber, but yeah, I might have that wrong. No, that's how it was. Um, and so, yeah. yeah, that was just. And Dumb and Dumber was next level. And then Man on the Moon mm-hmm. blows my mind. Truman Show. Truman Show is is just like right awful. before Man on the Moon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, but then I think for me, Jim Carrey. Um, you know, I'm trying to think, but I, I feel like he just dialed dialed it back. And mm-hmm. he has the right to do that. But like with Bill Murray, he's got the longevity of his career mm-hmm. he, where he just, he's always been kind of doing some stuff. He may have taken yeah. a break for a few years, <clears throat> recovered from Garfield. As he says. <laughs> but like, but like he's, you know, he's had a, at least a renaissance, if not just been always prolific. Yeah. I think Jim Carrey has plenty of time to do that if he wants, but I'm trying to think. And well, he, he maybe retired. I'm wrong. Yeah. So he retired. He announced that he retired. Yeah. He said. Was that recently? That was about was... six or eight months ago. A okay. year ago. He said he retired. He. They asked him, are you sure? Is it real? And he said, well, I mean, if the script, if the angels delivered a script in gold, right. I mean, he basically said if the absolute perfect role came along, he would work again, but he has no, just doesn't have much of a desire to. And, and when was the last time he worked? Um, when was the last I don't know. It was probably Sonic Batman? Two, Sonic, <laughs> yeah, two. Sonic Two, yeah, and Sonic. Kidding. He did a series on Showtime called okay. Kidding. Yeah, I didn't see that, but he. Um, it's interesting because I, I I agree with you. By the way, I have Jim Carrey at number one. Right, he's my number one. Even though he really had a big old heyday, he had really for me about a ten to eleven year period where it was just everything was gold and it was almost all funny stuff. Yeah, I mean, I know the the majestic and a little bit of Truman Show and a little. He got into some more dramatic stuff, but I, I, my criteria was slightly different than yours. Mm-hmm. I just tried to do pure comedy, pure comedy. actors. Yeah. There are a few others I probably would have chosen if I'm like, they can be really, really funny and do dr- great drama. But Jim Carrey, yeah, we talked about those three. Um, I thought the cable guy was underrated. Oh, I know it was, a, it was not was a big hit, but it like, for me, it was funny. Yeah. Ben Stiller's in it as well. Uh, Liar Liar is, was just, Perfect. So, so good. And so in my line of work now as a as a family lawyer, it's oh. even funnier because it has the custody trial, has relocation in it, has certain things that I actually yeah, deal yeah. with. And Bruce Almighty. Bruce Almighty, Bruce yeah. Hilarious with and, and Steve uh, broke out Steve Carell too. And yeah. Yeah, then they and then there was Evan Almighty yeah. and um 
So anyway, and yeah, he had that period from about 94 to like 2004, 2005. I mean, even Eternal Sunshine of the yeah. Spotless Mind, which isn't really that funny, but critically, it's kind of considered Jim Carrey's yeah. best film. Came out in 2004. They don't uh, want to talk to him about it. <laughs> on the moon. Well, and I saw, it seemed like Jim Carrey went through this thing where he started chasing that nod. Well, he was, like he, you know, he, the number he, 23, he was actually yeah. in some pretty dark stuff, mm -hmm. like non-comedies basically. Right. And um, so, so yeah, I, I, that's why I, I could have him all over it in that list. Yeah. Actually, um, even as you're talking, I'm like, oh, I'm remembering these other great com comedic movies. He, he could be anywhere. My criteria isn't that they're great. In, in now, let's get on to the number one. Okay, go ahead. Because my criteria isn't that they're that they have the range, but what Adam Sandler does is he can be a lunatic in the and it, like absolutely create a movie and an environment that's absolutely ridiculous, uh huh, and in the same movie bring a tear to your eye. And I don't know anybody else who in the same movie does it and does it all the time. He's hilarious. And he's also largely the source, often the source of whatever is being done. Like he's the writer or he's mm -hmm. producing it. And uh, and then he, and, and it'll be so funny. And then it'll, it'll make you cry. And you're going, what? So, here. did you cry in Happy Gilmore or Billy Madison? <laughs> both, of them, both of them. Just okay. So, and those to me, and some people. So, some people rank Adam Sandler. They're not going to give him the credit. This is why I think he's underrated. This is why I think he's the goat. Okay. Look at Bill Murray's early, uh, early. Like, look at Caddyshack, Caddyshack, yeah. and and Happy Gilmore, or even the the. The Bill Murray character who he plays in Caddyshack. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot like, yeah, you know, like yeah. Adam Sandler. And it's this goofiness. Uh -huh. And you see in Adam Sandler, like, whether it's, you know, you go, yeah, you got um, Happy Go, well. Little, little Nicky. Little Nicky <laughs> and Waterboy. And these ridiculous. Bobby Boucher. Bobby Boucher. These ridiculous, pure comedies yeah. that happen. But then you have, like. Uh, Mr. Deeds and Big Daddy, and okay. like let's start yeah, with Big Daddy. Okay, yeah. so Big Daddy is he's this ne'er do well, like lazy, smart guy, but he's not not doing very much. And he a kid gets dropped off at his door. It's his roommate's biological son that he didn't know about, and the roommate's in another country. And he's going to use this kid to try to better his love life and show his his girlfriend that he's got something going for him. Like he's dad material or like something? Like he's dad material. Oh, okay. And then, you know, he falls in love with this kid. And spoiler alert, he can't keep him. And oh. so, and Adam Sandler just has the ability to like, you could have told me that yesterday! Uh, yeah. Like he can be yelling and being yeah. ridiculous and they're, and the people in this world with him are absolutely lunatics. Yeah. But then, like, you believe him when he's tore up about losing this kid. Yeah. Or, like, um, then, like, Mr. Deeds, 
so dumb. Like he's breaking through ice with his his frozen foot, like his frostbite foot. Just an absolute ridiculous world. But he's got this love story going on with um, Winona Ryder, and it's damn it, it's a good love story. And yeah. then you then you got um, you got Wedding Singer. And yeah, it's just I a, forgot about it's the singer. world. It's a, a John Lovett's in Wedding Singer doing the whole like he's <laughs> losing his mind. I kill me, please. You know, it's yeah. so funny. And then you just absolutely feel when he sings the "I want to make you smile." Yeah, whenever you're sad, and people play that at their weddings. Like yeah. they they that became a song that like. Yeah. People would serenade their girlfriend to, with, you know, and like, it just like you believe him. And then I could go on 50 first dates too, where mm-hmm. he like falls in love with Drew Barrymore for the billionth time. But then in that movie, they just relive the day over and over again. And it's this totally, all the surrounding characters are crazy. He's crazy. She can't remember anything. It's a ridiculous scenario. Um, but like, you buy the love. I, I don't yeah. know how he does it. I don't like, I don't know. I mean, am I wrong? Is there, can you think of uh, Adam Sandler movie that's made you cry? Uh, well, I, I can't. I, I mean, Are you I, a crier in movies. I do. I, yeah. Right. I mean, I, I was, I was I was crying once just trying to tell Holly about a movie I saw the night before I wanted, called Manchester I was, by the Sea. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and that's I, hilarious. That <laughs> it is, was tears Manchester of joy. Is one of those. It gets you on both ends. No, um, no. Like I don't. I'm trying to think. Like I guess. I mean, I wanted to talk. I wanted to bring up like like a dad like top three dad cries. Oh yeah, movies, <laughs> which would be good of like just little little. Movies you remember crying in where you're like in America that could be one yeah that would be a good list sometime I think in America I, would be a mess but but no I so I have Adam Sandler as a as an honorable mention he's done a lot of great uh-huh. stuff I hadn't really uh, I guess I didn't see the range that you saw but it's interesting because for for a long time he made commercially successful movies that just all the all the teenagers were quoting him yeah, like when I yeah. you know in the nineties and it was you know like. Well, we talked about Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, yeah. all those movies. And, and like, critically, he was just lambasted. Yeah. Like, Roger Ebert He's famously always been, always been... did not like him. And then, well, I'll start, let me back up a little bit. Paul Thomas Anderson, mm-hmm. who did, like, Boogie Nights, Magnolia, the Masters kind of movies, he he saw the Denise, do you remember the Denise show sketch yeah. from SNL? Yeah. Uh-huh. And he said he saw something in there that was yeah. deeper than just a comedy, just like surface yeah. level comedy. It was like real pathos. It was like, yeah. this guy's hurt, you know? And and he's filled with rage too. Because yeah. a lot yeah. of his movies, it's rage, his his sort of this man-child persona where he's mm-hmm. he's not even trying to contain his rage sometimes. Um, and he gets really angry over sometimes things you maybe you shouldn't get that angry about, but like he decided to take that character and make it a drama. And, and so it's sort of the Adam Sandler persona, but in a dramatic kind of love story called punch drunk love. And, um, and that was a new side of Adam Sandler. Now he's still stuck with mostly comedies, you know, but did you see, did you see, um, Uncut Gems. I haven't seen that one yet. Oh no, I've heard that one's good. Gosh. I've heard it's very anxiety-inducing. No, it's like, you know, when you're riding a roller coaster, uh-huh. and you're going up, 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 
yeah. when you get to the top, but you haven't dropped yet, but that's about to happen. Yeah. Two hours of that is Well, I saw a good time, but also by the Safdie brothers, uh, and yeah. it felt like that. And it, it, it felt so like good. Um, I, I, I do need to see uncut jumps, and also um, hustle. I don't know if you yeah. saw that one. And that came in last year. I liked that. But uncut gems is to me, it's a comedy. Mm. It's it's a drama, but like it's it's a comedic character for yeah. sure. You know, yeah. and nobody else could have, I don't think, pulled off that character. And and you know, I lived in L.A. and I worked in the garment district, which is next to the jewelry district. And I saw these players. Yeah. like that are in uncut uncut gems and it's it's such an accurate portrayal of that world oh, okay. that, that was also crazy about it yeah. and, and then like but but again like and I know that critically a lot of people crap on Sandler one of the things they say about Sandler is well he hasn't made a good movie in a while wrong I think he's making some of his best movies in in the hustle uncut gems some like this but he also is the the movie world has changed, and he goes, "Wait, you're gonna pay me to go and take a vacation with my friends? All my friends, yeah, and, and we can make a movie, and I get to hang out with my buddies." And I, he always gives work to his buddies from SNL, and like I really, it, you know, a lot of it. There's a bias for me with Adam Sandler where I just feel like. He's just a a good dude. I like how how he is on and off camera, and um, you know that. And I've taught my kids like we call him the goat, which I think he'd be, he'd appreciate based yeah. on his his early albums. But uh-huh. but like I think he's I even though critics may have crapped on him, I think his early goofy stuff is on par with with Ace Ventura and Austin Powers and mm-hmm. uh, and Caddyshack and Stripes and those kind of early comedic roles for a lot of guys. Yeah. But if anybody can have the longevity and, you know, I'm going like the, the closest comparison to Bill Murray is Adam Sandler or Adam Sandler to Bill Murray. Like, look at the characters they played at coming up look at where they're going and you know Bill Murray's most recent and some would say probably most critically acclaimed roles have been these Wes Anderson movies and Broken Flowers and things like that mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> I think Adam Sandler is going to continue to put out these popcorn comedies that all, all it, it's weird to see him doing Hoobie Halloween the ridiculous somebody in his like pushing 60 you know or pushing however old he is he's in his 50s probably right yeah and so or the ridiculous six and it's like he's doing that kind of a comedy at this age it'd be like seeing bill murray resurrect the caddyshack character and it's just it'd be wacko to see that but i think adam sandler understands like I'm ha- some of these movies are just for fun and mm. I don't think people take that into account I don't think you can just go well he he may I didn't I thought Ruby Halloween was goofy or, or whatever and it's uh, and just corny yeah and, and it's like okay fair enough he's getting paid millions of dollars by Netflix to put out movies he doesn't need to make every movie a, a gem anymore but then he is putting out these 
you know, not yeah. to use the word gym too much, <laughs> gems, yeah. like Uncut Gems and Hustle. And and the fact that he is, as opposed to, um, you know, some of the other guys on the list, he he's the auteur of his, his body of work. I think he's behind more of it. So, yeah, I think he is. He's a creator and he is a, like a producer. And yeah, he is. I mean, I think, didn't he sign like a, a Netflix deal of like yeah. a movie a year for like six or eight years or massive. something. Yeah. Huge deal. Netflix deal. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, it was interesting. My one through four was fairly easy for me. Mm-hmm. And, and just to kind of recap my, I have Jim Carrey at number one, uh, Steve Martin at two. And then I have Will Ferrell at three and Bill Murray at four. And it does, I mean, the order doesn't matter a lot. Although right. for me, I think Jim Carrey is like, he just is my, He's my guy. He's my favorite. Yeah. And yeah. Not only just funny, but an amazing impressionist. Oh and even an amazing, gosh. like, he's the only guy I've ever seen that can actually do face impressions. Yeah. If you've ever seen him yeah. when he does, like, I was watching Eastwood, last night with my wife. Jack Nicholson, does, James Dean. He does the guy from, like, he does Bill Durham. Or he does the, he does the... The guy from like the Burbs that you know. Oh yeah, Brewster. Brewster. Yeah, he does it. <laughs> yeah, with his lips. With it's his amazing. Lips, like, and it's like you barely know Bruce Dern, but he nails him. Yeah. And some t- somehow, like, and it's James Dean is just. Well, like, he does Andy James Kaufman Dean. perfectly. Oh yeah. And he does Andy Kaufman doing Elvis, and he does. Yeah. Uh oh gosh oh Henry Fonda from On Golden Pond. Oh yeah yeah he yeah. does Jimmy Stewart. I mean he somehow he just he's hilarious his face. Yeah, just becomes he, he, those guys. And it's you're like, weird. Wow. Yeah. So, but anyway, so I I ended up just going with Ben Stiller as my number five. I don't. It's not a one that I have a strong feeling about, but I think Happy Gilmore helped. That just yeah. And then The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Although it's not too much of a comedy, but Wait, I love Happy that movie. Happy Gilmore helped. No, no. I'm sorry. Uh, Meet the parents. Meet the. Parents. I was still thinking about Sandler. Yeah. Meet the parents was hilarious. Yeah. Um, Zoolander, Tropic Thunder, Tropic Dodgeball. Those for me, yeah. That White Goodman and Dodgeball. So, uh, so Ben Stiller, I think, in terms of dollars, like successful career, comedic career, in terms of dollars, I think Sandler and Stiller. Oh, are they one uh, and two? I think they're one and two. Oh yeah, like, I know Sandler's one because I did see that recently. I didn't remember who was two, but see, Stiller is interesting. I was watching. I don't know if you've seen the Apple TV series Severance. Which is produced and I think a few episodes directed by Stiller. Mm-hmm. Adam Scott basically is the new Ben Stiller in some ways. The way that he was playing that character, um, he. But 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 yeah, I, I mean, I and also Royal Ten Bombs. Yeah. Uh, he has scenes in Happy Gilmore and Cable Guy, so there's some Sandler Stiller yeah. sort of crossover there. But um, and Royal Ten Bombs again, it's not. And and I guess I didn't do this on purpose, but it's not a really funny role, but it was a really kind of meaningful role that he does in there where he has this bad relationship with his dad and then there's mm-hmm. sort of an apology at the end of the movie. Love it, yeah. Um, and uh, it's not even an apology. It's just like, it's been a hard year. And he's like, I know, son. And, you know, it's like, because he's so mean to him. He's yeah. so mean to his dad <laughs> the whole movie. And, well, um, and, and Stiller and Sandler have similar careers in that, I, I think, I mean, Stiller, it, what he puts out, what he decides to put out, he, he may be a little more discerning but um they've both been prolific they've both yeah. done a ton of stuff and as opposed of to like the 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 will ferrell bill murray steve martin who play like i think i'm awesome 
and I'm and, and you, but you can see all the holes in that you mm. know on those guys. I think Sandler and Stiller feel more like every man that the world's always kind of crapping on. They're they're most of the time playing just dads, like in Click or Spanglish, like. You know, they're yeah. not always these, even in Happy Gilmore, it's like, he's rich, but he's so dumb. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just always low, Happy, uh, sorry, Billy Madison. Billy Madison yeah. is rich. Happy Gilmore, he's like, hard on his luck, can't, wants to play hockey, can't play hockey, like, <laughs> stumbles into playing golf, you know, well. Uh, water boy, you know, he's... I went, you he's know, always kind of like. I wonder if I under out and down on his life. I wonder if I underrate Sandler because he plays the dumb characters so well, the morons and the yeah, like down on his Son luck. <laughs> but and if you look at if you look at um, uh, Ben Stiller, yeah, it's also it's like an average guy. Yeah, it's not is. too many dumb characters. Like, if he plays a high-status character, like a, a successful character, like he does in Zoolander, the top model, yeah. he's so dumb, sort of like Billy Madison. He's a rich kid, but he's yeah. so dumb. As opposed to, like, you know, you know, like a Will Ferrell character, like Ron Burgundy is the cream of the crop. Everybody worships Ron Burgundy, and he mm-hmm. thinks that he's this great... But the the audience gets to see how dumb he is, you know. Yeah. And so um, both awesome, but but Ben Stiller. I mean, it's it's hard for me not to include him in the in the top five because he's got so much of what you, Sandler's got. You can revise. You still got a few minutes. You can revise it if you want to revise that top five. You can put Stiller in there. It it feels like a it, it just feels like a ditto with Stiller. Uh, yeah. and, and Sandler, I like him for the same yeah. reasons. I just, I, I feel like who maybe Stiller. Th- Let me ask you this: Who was your? We've we've talked about Stiller and Sandler already. Okay. Other than any of those, who was your toughest omission? I mean, because I, I wrote down a list of, of honorable mentions, and it's I'm not going to read all the names because it's like 25 names. But yeah, yeah, yeah. who who of like do you think is like just on the outside of great comedy actors of all time? <sighs> Well, there were a few that I think are due that we owe them. We owe them a, a debt of gratitude. Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, and we've given them a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> like I think we, I think you know, Charlie Chaplin really deserves to be on these lists. Mm-hmm. Like his stuff holds up if you go back and look. It's just too different. It's hard to watch, I think, if you're sitting... Like, here's the thing. I I saw... And it actually was an amazing movie experience. I got to see City Lights at the mm-hmm. Tower Theater in Salt Lake mm-hmm. with my friend Mike Jones. And I actually thought I was it was going to be kind of boring and yeah. weird. And it was I could not believe how into it I was. Yeah. And this is a 1931 silent, uh, silent yeah. movie yeah. that's actually a sweet romance. Yeah. Uh, like, a, you know, with him and this flower girl and... But it has a lot of his classic kind of funny, yeah. very physical comedy moments. But yeah, I mean, I think he 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 and Buster Keaton are probably the him Buster Keaton Jerry Lewis. Oh yeah, um, from, yeah Jerry Lewis. I hadn't thought about was, him. Was hilarious back in the day. So there's just I, I stuck to modern ones. I think that's 
know, more of our listeners. Yeah. Know? But like if you if you think about comedy, Peter Sellers. Peter Sellers, uh Gene um Wilder yeah. me is is hilarious and, and did so much with Mel Brooks who's hilarious in his own way. Yeah. I don't know if Mel Brooks is in the actor category for me because yeah. he's he's such a writer director. director. But um but uh then there's you know, there there might be people who are going, well, you know, we, we decided to stick to actors and stuff, but there are some hilarious comedians. And oh, yeah. Kristen Wiig, for me, is is right at the top of that list, um, and, and she's going strong, um, and she's got that range that, you know, yeah. matters to me so much. Um, but she's, have you seen, uh, the skeleton, skeleton twins? twins? Oh, oh with gosh. Bill Hader. Yeah. So many moments in that, that just like Bill Hader's going to have a, a amazing career as well. Yeah. But, um, I also had Eddie Murphy on there. Yeah. Um, I think Eddie Murphy, he, he just didn't tick that, uh, longevity mm-hmm. box. He, he's got, uh, amazing. He, he was in Bowfinger. He's hilarious in Bowfinger. Um, he, he was with Owen Wilson in I Spy, which I don't know. Like Owen Wilson for a minute there too had mm-hmm. just a great solid run. And yeah. uh, Jackie Chan was one that I thought of because, and and it's a it's a nobody's come closer to Charlie Chaplin than Jack, Jackie Chan. Yeah, for just like. The, you know, physical, physical yep. comedy and, and, and doing that. And so, but I mean, I don't have the list that you have. Well, here, here are the wars. other three names um, that I, I didn't, I just didn't want to leave out. I mean, Tom Hanks is, he's really funny. I mean, obviously he has lots of dramatic roles. He can yeah. play anything, you know, but he's sort of the America's, America's dad, American everyman. Um, Mike Myers. I mean, really. The uh, the Austin Powers and the Shrek movies, mm-hmm. they're great, and he's he just hasn't done a ton. He doesn't have a huge body of work, but I remember just laughing like crazy at yeah, So I Married just, an Axe Murder. Yeah, and yep. Martin Short, kind of. Oh sure. He's been in a lot of those with and and Chevy Chase. I mean, I'm thinking, I guess, of Three Amigos mainly, but um, you know, the Vacation movies and uh, I mean, Martin Short. It's funny. I, I think growing up, I didn't find him as funny, and now I. He's as funny as Steve Martin. When I see them together, he's just as funny as, as it's Steve It's great Martin. when they're when they're doing yeah. that thing. Robin Williams. Yeah, uh, I was going to mention him. He was almost in my top five. It's just, when I looked at his body of work, there were so many dramatic roles. Yeah, and that's why. That I just left him off. He's a really funny actor. Yeah. But he's a Juilliard guy. He's probably one of the top ten stand-ups oh, of yeah. all time. He like he's, he's has the fastest mind, I think, of I think that his brain, whatever has going on in there or oh was gosh, yeah. it's one of the fastest comedy brains you'll ever see. Like Unreal. he cannot turn Dizzy. it off. Yeah. 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 When he was on talk shows, it was like you had to just buckle up. Buckle up and be ready for every single second of his just little micro impressions and yeah. moving on to the next thing. And, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, even Jimmy Fallon has a kind of a hyper aggressive like uh the impression, the impression of, of him and it's good i mean there's mark in there and yeah. there's yeah he's aladdin uh, i mean he's the, the genie in Aladdin. but yeah his his comedic roles like uh miss doubtfire um you know you had 
what Aladdin? What are, what are the comedic roles? Um, one of the honorable mentions for movies that touched me actually was Hook. Yeah, I Hook Hook was. I mean, it's funny. It's one of the lower tier Spielbergs for me, but yeah, he was fine in that. But like Birdcage, Jumanji, Good Morning Vietnam. He was in Popeye. I mean, I it was funny when I looked at his list. I actually expected to see more comedy, comedy roles, yeah. and there were almost as many dramas in there. More, quite more. interesting. I, Maybe more. You know, and when I look at when I look at these, like I, I didn't see Birdcage. Aladdin is animated, and it's it's great. Yeah, but it but it's a it's an animated movie. You're you're biased against animated movies. Well, I, you hate them. I, I don't think it's not a comedy. <laughs> I like know another kind of comedy. <laughs> right. You have he's comic relief in an animated Disney movie. Yeah. Jumanji. He, he's he plays a part in that, and and you know, but it's not. It's almost like a kid action movie. You know, um, it's you know, not like funny. Yeah, uh, and and Popeye is fine, but like when I think of him, I'm thinking Goodwill Hunting. I'm thinking Patch Adams, which has its funny parts, but it's overall a drama. Yeah, um, I'm thinking of uh, the. Um, I mean, he he was doing so many dramas that were just gut wrenching. What the Fisher King? He's in the Fisher oh King yeah, and he's in. Forgot about. I mean, he's King. in so many. You know, and and then he was in like things like RB. You know that, that I haven't seen that one. But just like, just not. They they seem like they're fine. You know, it's just yeah. a fine movie that they cast. They got him to do. It doesn't feel like a movie that like, you know, crushed. So he's he's one of those really fun. That that's Tom Hanks for me. It's like he's a he's done awesome. And, Probably a better body of comedic work, actually, than than uh, Robin Williams has. Mm -hmm. Although personally, I don't think he's probably a top ten stand up of all time. Yeah. But but Tom Hanks is a really funny guy, who's a great actor. Put him in anything. But yeah. Not not for me. Yeah. I'm not in the top five. Any uh so any last words on <sighs> film comedy or comedy actors, funny uh, movies? Any yeah. recommendations? So so. Yeah, I'll just just uh, more silliness. Mm -hmm. You know, let's bring back the silliness. Yeah. Uh, one one honorable mention that I I think I could have surprised you and put in the top five that is Leslie Nelson. Oh yeah. And like nobody's gonna think of Leslie Nelson. So right. if you're at a party and somebody starts talking about like oh your favorite <laughs> he what he's his his comedic body of work that that matters yeah. was all like after he was 60 years old and he was doing movies almost until it right. was 90s and they weren't really comedies they were like sci-fi action no Leslie Nelson no no it, when he was like in his 30s and oh, 40s when he was younger yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and then he started doing like the naked gun airplane mm -hmm. and airplane has got to be one of the funniest movies of all yeah. time. Just like, just just jokes Joke per a minute. minute. Yep. Like Airplane Kills. Yeah. And it and it set the you know the whole spoof movie genre uh, of like all the scary movie and another teen movie and all those movies that just never live up to Airplane and and those are or the Naked Gun movies. Yeah. And the Naked Gun movies and then. Um, you know, I think he's even in Hot Shots. 
Is he? I think he's the president in Hot Shots. Okay. Or maybe it's not. Maybe it's maybe it's uh, maybe it's the other old guy from from Airplane. Oh, um, Bridges. Bridges. Bo yeah. Bridges. I think it might be Bo Bridges or Lloyd Bridges. Lloyd Bridges. Yeah. But um, in, in any case, Airplane, like that kind of movie, if I'm down and I need a laugh, I'll watch a Naked Gun or I'll watch a Hot Shots or a, a um. Top Secret with, uh, you remember Top Secret with, um, mm-hmm. with, uh, Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer. Yeah. That kind of silly joke a minute movie, Madcap. Yeah. Right. Like, more of that, please. So, I'll tell you my final kind of honorable mention, and it's, uh, it's Jack Black. Um, oh, yeah. he was yeah. so good in, well, I mean, Nacho Libre, but I think for, for me, one of the most perfect sort of marriages of actor and role mm-hmm. is School of Rock. And that was like, he was born to play Dewey Finn in School yeah. of Rock. And we I got to go see that, the Hale Center Theater yeah. production of it a couple oh, years uh, ago. And it was great. Play. Same guy, yeah, the play. And and it was a similar thing where the guy, it was like the perfect yeah. character actor they had for that role. I mean, I, but, I saw School of Rock with my, with my family, like over a Christmas break or something. Yeah. And we came out of the theater just like, it was one of those like joyous. Yeah, we were like singing like you know rock songs and stuff. And you're right, that was a the perfect marriage of a yeah of someone that was role, meant to perfect, play a role, meant to play that role. I'm, I think it was literally written for him by, mm-hmm. by uh, was it Richard White. Linklater? No, I think it was uh, White Mike White. Oh, Mike oh, White. the the co-star in yeah. that movie, yeah, yeah. I was thinking it was Linklater. I think Linklater directed it, but maybe, maybe Mike White wrote it. Yeah, I think so. Well, this has been really fun. I think we probably named so many movies uh, for our listeners to check out. Many of that they've probably already seen, especially if they're a Gen Xer slash millennials yeah. oh, like yeah. we are. But they, because um, I, I mean, I wonder how many movies from the '90s we named. Probably got to be like forty or fifty. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so. Um, check those out. Um, obviously check the ratings. I probably should warn our listeners. A few of the movies are not appropriate for kids. I'm thinking of Borat. I mean, that experience in the theater that I had, it was hilarious, but it's not a a kid's movie at all. (laughs) So yeah. Um, anyway, well, thanks for being here, Dave. And it's been fun. Oh, 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 oh,